tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Look at this photograph! What's going on, guys? We are coming to you live with the American Crime After Show, Episode 9. I have some amazing hosts with me. And remember to subscribe if you are watching us on YouTube. Leave some comments below if you want to join in on the conversation. And follow us on Twitter, SoundCloud, basically every social media platform. If you want to follow me specifically, you can follow me at Nicholas Grava on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And for you... Hello, everyone. My name is Lindsay Douglas. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Doug Ventures. Hi, guys. My name is Erica Renee Davis, and you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. That's Erica with a C. Hey, guys. My name is John Manganello. John without an H. You can follow me at Johnny Mangs. Uh, that's on Instagram and Twitter or at johnmanganello.com because oh. I'm not self-involved or anything. Right. So fancy. Listen, you guys, com. we had an intense episode that we just watched, although it seems that every episode is intense. I don't think we've had one that has not been yet. Um, we want to get started with one of the biggest takeaways from the episode, which is Aubrey and what we learned at the end of the episode. Now, I was I was thinking we were going to learn something when they were in the court and they were doing the preliminary hearing. <laughs> Teamwork. And that, thank you. And <laughs> then they took it in a whole other direction and we got a confession yeah. out of Aubrey. Now... Yeah. I'm still left wondering if it's the truth. I, I don't know. I really don't. I think it is. You do? I don't yeah. know. Her story was too tight for it to be a lie, I think. Very detailed specific. Like. And also, there was a foreshadowing to this last week when Arby was, was like, um, well, maybe it yeah. wasn't Carter. His hand. Maybe it was, Or they won't find his prints on the gun. I think, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think and I hope that it's the truth because I like that this show, we've talked about this before, is not so crimey. It's not such a crime show. Mm-hmm. And what I like is we haven't gotten like the gritty details of what actually went down. Yeah. So I don't want to hear conflicting stories. Yeah. I know that sounds weird, but I like how this isn't a crime show. I, lo- I hope this is the, the true the truth. Well, is she telling the truth about her brother too? Because she even brought that in, and he had such a strong reaction of like, "What? Like she's lying?" So I'm just confused. Well, I don't know if I should trust her or not. If she started to go away from the brother story, then she would automatically be labeled as a liar. So mm-hmm. I think she yeah. has to own it, yeah. whether true or not, for That's her testimony true. to be anything. I'm still leaning on the fact that her her story about her brother molesting her is true. Like I, I think so too. You know, I, I again, I mean, of course, it's a show, and he the show is meant to keep us confused and right. keep us right. having different conversations. But I definitely believe that Aubrey's brother and his friends molested her, and I do believe, like you said last week, that why she maybe started mm. adopting a life of misbehaving. Um, and 
I, I believe Aubrey's confession. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Carter made a confession. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of went in one ear and went out the other. Exactly. You know, like it was like, I did it. And That's then, a good point. That's yeah. a clear decipher of one that was saying it to saying it. And it's her that. And also, can we talk about, and you brought it up, that was one take, one shot, never cut. Of her giving of her, her testimony. Oh, yeah. We were dead silent. And I was just so like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe she's telling yeah. us with the gritty details. Mm-hmm. I yeah. was completely, like, caught up in the moment. Well, I, and also was, the acting in that scene yeah. was just phenomenal. I it think was. that actress, and I don't recognize her. Me neither. But yeah. I think she's phenomenal. Yeah. And the woman playing her mother has to sit there and hear these things from her daughter about her mm. sexual past mm-hmm. and how she trades sex for drugs. I mean... Yeah. Well, that was intense, yeah. and they took that in one take. That's right. crazy to me. But I did love when her mother, Ruth, said, I'm staying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When everyone else left the room, she said, I'm staying. And you know what? Yep. I've been, I'm sure we've all questioned where her, you know, what where she lies, what, what her intentions are. And for that, you know what? I, I saw a real true mother that's I about am. to sit through mm-hmm. it, good or bad. That's right. A mother's love is unconditional, undying, unwavering. I appreciate that, mm-hmm. Ruth. Um Matt, I think Matt and Gwen, for the first time, well, not for the first time, but for the first time from Aubrey or from someone else's perspective other than the the defense attorneys, we really saw how involved they were into this to into their alternative lifestyle. Mm, yeah. um, and whether or not Aubrey's lying still still is, you know, unknown, but I like the way she was like Matt was a drug dealer. We traded sex yeah. for drugs. Gwen slept around. I mean, she laid it all out there. Yeah. And that was a very true, good, clear, memorable part of the show for me. She said, you can check the security camera. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a PBR. Yeah. I bought a yeah. PBR. First of all, you <laughs> kill two people, you go buy a PBR. PBR? She's got to relax. You know what? I like um, PBR, actually. I don't know about Do you? you? It's not a PBR, just a beer from, in general. It's because yeah. you're from the South. Well, you know, I never <laughs> had a PBR until I moved out here. It's like a Southern actually, beer. Really? I never, I never had PBR. Oh, really? I'm not really a beer drinker. makes me think of college. I feel like cowboys drink it. PBRs, yeah, well. So sidetracked, I'm sorry. Anyways, yeah. So basically, this is gonna this is totally changing up the whole game for everyone. For almost every yeah. character we see, I mean, now Carter and Hector, where where are they like? That's well, why on the flip. Go ahead. Oh, no, I don't want to interrupt you. No, please. <laughs> no, that's why I'm just a little. I'm not quick to believe a hardcore drug addict right away, and then with. Hector's testimony. It's like he was also so dead set on it. So I feel like obviously we are missing some important mm. parts, you know, and we're kind of disregard. I don't want to disregard him because what was he, so he was set on? on that Carter shot him and he was like giving him a ride. Like he's banking his entire family's future on him giving that testimony. But that's why he's you doing know? it for the future. He's. I don't think he's doing it because it's the truth. He's doing it because it's his way out. And maybe he's saying Carter slash Aubrey, that group yeah, of that's people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he seemed dead set on it, on his story, oh, Hector. regardless. Hector did, yeah. yeah. Was he there? No, in the court, remember? The, and then the it, court. it was like a flash-forward scene to him getting no. go back to jail. I know. What do you mean, was he at the crime scene? or what, what was he, he? Yeah, was he there to witness the crime, or was he just parked outside? I don't know. Oh, I, don't, I think I don't he was know. just parked outside. For that's why testimony. I feel like he might not know. Yeah. And but I, she... Oh. They were not both there at the same time, though. In her story, he was at oh, yeah. at, at, at Everett's house, yeah, and true. she yeah. went. Oh, she got she the gun and went back to deal with because I mean, let's talk about the story that she said was going on in that house and how racist that they were acting. Yeah. And she was about to go, and at first she said she brought that gun for self defense. Yeah, wait, who? Yeah. no, she said she said that she shot Matt in self defense. But you, he said, well, "Did you bring the gun there?" in order to kill them with intent to kill and she said no I bring it because I know it can get rowdy okay, in that yeah, crowd she did say that. Get you're, rowdy. Right, you're right you're right oh and by the way Mark 
in those photos that Russ found in Mark's oh, old wow. house. Yeah. Yeah. Them, those vile oh, photographs yeah. from the war. Of from them. The, so obviously Matt had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. I mean. Oh, I'm sorry. I said Mark. No, and Matt. no, no yeah. He had a lot of issues, um, a lot of post traumatic stress syndrome. And then take it back to maybe three or four episodes ago where he and his other soldiers were, um, they, you know, they had a, a, a body and they had a black face on the body. So his history has shown that yeah. he is, he has issues with other people of other races mm-hmm. if not just from Barb from the pictures from mm-hmm. when he was serving so Aubrey's story to me tight like her thread weaves in and out everything that we've been shown True. from mm-hmm. how Barb raised, raised them to um, Matt's war pictures to how Matt was pissing on a corpse mm-hmm. so you know I know that it's sometimes hard to believe a drug ad- addict or whatever but I've always, I've always been a firm believer that you can learn e- anything even from an idiot like, like no one is too smart to learn from someone who is, I guess, quote unquote, beneath them. So she might have her issues, but that doesn't mean that she's uh, that she's lying about this. Right. Mm. Now, where yeah. do you, where do you? I agree with you 100. percent Where do you guys think that she wants this to go? So she sees the the torn up picture, which is what motivates oh, her. I think yeah. that's yeah, of course, that's yeah. a motivation. So what what does she I, expect? I feel this? like she doesn't when he broke up with her basically and was like over it. Yeah. I think that she just lost all drive and like that was what was keeping her going was her like addiction to their love. Mm-hmm. So she I feel said, like she doesn't care. Sign. The sign that she's like going in basically like you don't want me then I'm going to turn myself in because I'm nothing. That's right. like what yeah. I got. But I, I also think that that makes me feel like Aubrey is telling the truth even more. Yeah. Maybe. Because yeah. the ripped up picture to me suggests he's pissed off that she is doing something and mm. and by confessing to the crime she's saying you're right you should be pissed off I'm going to turn myself in. Yeah. See, I, if that makes any what sense. What do you mean she's doing something? Like she's saying, I'm not going to let Carter take the heat for this any longer. Right. I'm oh. going to I'm gonna go ahead and turn myself so if in. She's, oh, if well, she's the one that actually did it. It's like yeah. when someone breaks up with you and oh, like you yeah. try to win them back by like impressing Doing them. Doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Posting pictures on social media. Like, look how sexy. <laughs> but I think she's saying, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, different. Yeah, yeah. But I think that she's saying, okay, he hates me. Let so me I, do this in honor. Let me show him yeah. how. Yeah, I, I think that is true. And I also wonder how much every like how much does he know? Does he know this whole story? Does he know that this is what happened, Carter? Oh, that's a good. Well, maybe, maybe he's maybe he ripped up the photo because he found out she had sex or money. That. Well, Wait, how would he find that out, though? Because of the Ruth. testimony. Right? Oh, I thought because of Ruth. See, oh. I think he ripped the photo up because I think that Ruth really got mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. I think she spoke to him. I think that... I think Carter's looking for positive people in his life to influence him to do the right things. And whether it's Aubrey or Aaliyah or now Ruth, I think he really wants to follow a positive example. And I, yeah. I, I really feel that Ruth's plea was so sincere and so authentic that it, yeah. it, it resonated with well, him. I, like, I want to, like, if I had to let her go to love her, or if I have to show her that I yes, love her and let her go. That's what it I'm is. A, so that's why I think he yeah. ripped the picture. I think he thinks this is his last ditch attempt to save Aubrey's life. He's we, doing it in love. Here's too. His intentions yeah. aren't necessarily bad. Yeah, I don't think they're yeah. bad at all. I think we both, in the scenes we both, we saw that Carter immediately said, how is she? Mm. And she, Aubrey immediately said, how is he? As soon as the opposite people came to mm-hmm. talk to them. That was their first thing that they wanted to know. And I think yeah. that Ruth knew what she was doing, playing on the strength of 
this is how we save her. You love her so much. You want the best for her. Oh yeah. This is how we do it. And I think that's what convinced him. So now we're gonna we're gonna move on from Aubrey. We're gonna touch upon it. I'm sure during all that, we'd love to hear what you guys think about Aubrey. If you think she's telling the truth or is she lying, leave it in the comments below. And now I'd like to touch upon Hector. Hector is someone who, in the situation, was looking like he was making it out fairly well. He was in witness protection. He's mm-hmm. out of jail or the hospital. He was... Oh, my gosh. How cute. Well, that's the thing. Is that his, girl. his little girl. daughter, his wife, his girlfriend, or, they're so cute. And mm-hmm. I feel like he has a lot to lose by going back to jail because now he's trying to rebuild their relationship mm-hmm. with his girlfriend and his, right. and his daughter. So... That's why I'm I'm curious to see what happens with him because now that we're meeting his family, I'm more into him and his character, and that he's like trying to mm-hmm. better himself. And, well, and, and how how sad was it that the girlfriend said to Hector, "You you're thinking too big. Why can't we just you know basically take baby yeah. steps and right, be regular? You know, be be regular." And I think that was a a point where Hector probably felt emasculated. You know, he has these big hopes and dreams for his his baby's mama mm-hmm. and and for his child and to have her even though it was kind of in jest to have her say, "Oh, you're you're dreaming too I, big." I don't know, I kind of agree with her. Well, see, <laughs> I, I strongly disagree. Like, why why does Hector uh, have to think small just because he's he Cuz he's off in small? jail. But that is like, amazing to think like you can you can <laughs> have big hopes and dreams no matter how little. Well, or, yeah, but First steps first. Like, he needs to get himself out, mm-hmm. get his family together again, and then, you know, that, that like, is, I think that's maybe, that's th- where I picked th- up for there, what she was saying. There are definitely small baby steps that have to be taken, but that's, you know, you can't, you have to look at, you should be looking at the bigger picture. Like, why does someone who's who's had a, a checkered past not have the right to dream big? Well, you know what? I have to say, uh, I, I'm surprised I'm really going to take this side of it, but I, I have to agree with you only because when the girlfriend said, um, the specific line was, you didn't, you didn't fail, you gave up. You gave up. Mm. And so, in the aspect of, I agree, why can't he have big dreams? Absolutely he can, but if having yeah. those big dreams distract him, or 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 don't, do not motivate him mm-hmm. for actually getting things done, or be able to check mm. things off a checklist, sometimes you need to start one foot in front of the other. That's what I thought when, when I was yeah. watching that scene. Mm-hmm. I was like, I, I understand what his girlfriend is. Mm-hmm. Is, is it his girlfriend? I think it's baby mama girlfriend. Baby mama. Um, baby mama. <laughs> I, I get what she's saying because you know those people in your life who are like these big dreamers, but they don't actually get things yeah. done on like a yeah. very like concrete level. And I think she's just saying, no, like it's about life. Like all I want is to live a life here. And I, she wants to be with him. And build their lives together. Maybe I'm just overly ambitious. I, I think mean, it's a middle ground. No, I, I see. I totally see what I totally see what you're and, saying. And I think what happens again once people are incarcerated or have you know problems with their families or drugs or whatever, we 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 don't hold them to a high standard. And I really do um, applaud Hector for wanting to live in the mountains and have a job Absolutely. in technology. Oh, yeah. And, and I, I definitely understand that it has to be a baby step, step-by-step situation. But I think that we oftentimes look at people like Hector and say, oh, you're dreaming too big. Go work at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a mentality that we really have to work no, at I, getting out of. That's, that's, just it, my, that's just my I thought. Think you, I that. understand that. I but really do. I respectfully disagree with you guys. I think <laughs> No, I honestly think that, I, not in a corny way, everyone is right. I think having a big dream is important, but I think in the beginning, just having realistic goals to get there is also important. So I think it is a middle ground on mm-hmm. that specific case. But his whole storyline is going to be quickly changed yeah. if Aubrey's testimony is taken. What is his testimony then? Because he was so close. Do they not contra- they contradict? Well, do they? I don't, I don't even know. Yes, because he's putting know. the gun in Carter's hands. 
That's what his yeah. testimony is. I get that. Or placing um, him there. Or placing this, him at, at the, the time of the murder. murder. So if that's not true, these are one or the other. It's not going to be no, both. No, that's a good point. I understand. But we didn't hear, in in my opinion, we didn't hear enough from Hector. True. Mm. To I think there could be some sort of could be like genuine jumping. misconceptions yeah. okay. in Hector's mind or whatever. Like that's Because it cut to commercial break when he right. said, well... Carter and Nix texted me, black. And that's all we heard mm-hmm. of... And how excited were we to see what the text was? Yeah. I think you said, yes. we're finally going to learn something. And then commercials come... Yeah. From, we come back from commercials and the trial... Or the that day of the trial is over. So I just wonder, maybe it's not as... Maybe no one's lying here. Maybe there some people are just mistaken about certain aspects of this crime. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going with the theme of what we've seen so far in this yeah. series, American crime. Like, everybody Everyone has a different has a take. Everybody they has do. an opinion. Do. Who knows? That would go exactly along with what we've been seeing so far. Yeah. Um, now getting to the other person, we're getting to Tony and his oh, situation. Geez. Talk about a hard scene to Gosh. to watch and shocking scene these, to watch. Didn't see it these going These scenes there. are just shocking. Like, you're kind yeah. of... I'm not really expecting... I mean, I'm always expecting something to happen, but then... I feel like this whole show, every episode, there's something that just blows my mind. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like yeah. that just happened. So they're yeah. in what is a music class, I would yeah. say. And and his friend Edgar is up playing the guitar. And he's get you know, they're getting, are they getting rowdy? Whatever you want to call it. I don't, I think they're just having they're fun. Being they're, they're being, you know what I mean? They're expressing themselves in some sort of way. And he ends up taking some sort of physical action towards the music teacher, mm-hmm. which the guards then jump in, get everyone on their knees, they grab him, and they have him in a headlock, Ugh. and they don't let go. Strangle yeah. him. Yeah, they, they kill him. And they strangle them to death. They kill um, him. Tony sees that. Tries to help him. Tries to help him. Yeah. And I just want to pause for a second and yeah. speak about the brilliance of John Ridley to have to have the foresight. I mean, of course, he there was no way that he knew that what what's happening actually this week with the, the Freddie Gray case mm-hmm. and um, Baltimore would be airing the same week that this yeah. episode aired. Oh my gosh. But um, just the irony of being able to, to watch a show <laughs> that's a, that's for entertainment and then turn on the news mm-hmm. and see something that is almost identical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, just want to throw that out. There's, it's, well, it's, it's hard to watch. Like It's, it brought, it's a it, shocking coincidence. Well, it's a confirmation on the, how relevant that this show yeah, is. Very relevant. It's, it's not is. even... I mean, it is a coincidence, but also it's not a coincidence because this yeah. stuff has it's been, been happening. happening. lately, yeah. it's, so it's like a trend now. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. It does keep happening. Wow. Well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the first time we're getting heavy. We, like, oh, had a yeah, yeah. Well, because like it's just like it's heavy and it's hard to turn on the it news is. and it's just sad. Like to just from one city to another, just you know all these awful things right. that just keep happening. It's just over and over again. And I just I just want to ask the question. I mean, they they were kids in a music class, you know, getting a little bit as you said rowdy. Mm-hmm. Did the corrections officers use excessive force? Like was yes. it you know yeah, what absolutely. you know? And so Jeez, yeah, it, exactly. So it's like that kind of thing. That the fact that that's happening not only on the streets but in the corrections facilities, right? Is, in a controlled facility where you would think they are trained to handle. If yeah. anything, would that not be the exact training if someone gets out of hand how to how deal to with it? And I don't think them. how to deal with it is killing them. So what are they? What is the training process? It, what are, what are the you know? I yeah. don't know. And how do you have so many authority figures who are corroborating each other's stories each time? Like, mm-hmm. why? Like, I'm not, if you go kill somebody, I'm not covering up for you. Let me let you know. I don't care if we're coworkers or not. I'm not covering up for you. And it's very fascinating and sad and interesting at the same time that so many corrections officers and police officers yeah. adhere to the shield without, yeah. without bringing each other to the forefront and saying this person 
you know, actually behaved badly. It's, it's I mean, sad. sometimes they do, though. I mean, they, that's not like they stick and have their job. Oh, like, well. they get fired and they have to, like, move to other places, you know? Well, it's and not I like mean, they stick around. I think there's, it's also important to see, uh, you know, in the, in some of these rallies and these marches that some police are also marching in there against, yes. against yes. the, the yeah. overuse of force and things like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know that it is so, you know, cut hot, like, mm-hmm. like high and dry, but... I, I think it's just something that is becoming more relevant. Yeah. And yes, you're right, it was a coincidence, but also mm. it's relevant into today's society. Also, this incident woke Tony up. Yeah. Because yeah. with this conversation with his father, at first he's sitting there, and we're, we're, and to me, I'm reading body language like he's never had with his dad before. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of slouching in the side, and he's talking off, and he's talking as if it was one of his friends yeah. in juvie or anything like that. And his dad's saying, I, I, I'm your father. You know, I'm your father. I'm always going to be here. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I finally, er, Tony says, I finally earned my respect. Yeah. And I've got, and then he says, I'm not going to make it in here. No, yeah. and, and I'm sure that has to do with him just seeing his best friend. There was flashbacks. Yeah. I don't know if you guys said there was flashbacks yeah. to that moment of his friend being strangled. He mm-hmm. kept getting the flashbacks, mm. which, how terrifying would that be? Yeah. Not oh knowing when this. something can be read right or wrong and what would happen to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's in a whole another season of American it, crime. Yeah. I know they're not going to deal with that because we only have two more episodes left. Oh. But wow. That, that's, I wish there was more on that in this episode, but I know it's not yeah. the yeah. center of the show. So his father feels forced to, his, he, he tells his dad, you need to do something. So then he does. So or he tries. He takes it into his. Yeah, he as any he I think as any father yeah. would do. Oh, of course, any parent yeah. would do. Didn't, didn't his father remember his father? Remember when last episode his father was saying, "Oh, maybe you should say that." Yes. Oh, I kind of that that thought crossed my mind. Fire. Yeah, mm-hmm. th- maybe cover up for Hector. And so I'm wondering mm-hmm. if maybe if worse comes to worse, he may say something or do something like you know, that. You know, I had that thought also, but. I think now, I think that was was a moment of yeah. sort of fear and things like that that brought that up. I don't think that he is, I think he has an ethical compass that wouldn't allow him to do cool, that. Cool, Alonzo. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. I um, I like the, the moment where Tony said to um to his dad, you know, you were proud of me, but that's that's different than like yeah. what I need you to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And, yeah, you know, I think that that's really important because this is the first fluid conversation conversation we've seen father and son have um where they're both kind of expressing their their most heartfelt right. i guess feelings their relationship is growing mm-hmm. definitely yeah i mean it's under, growing but yeah. under how, strange circumstances yeah. <laughs> yes. no very true i think that's with everyone and as even barb had an amazing line when she said i started this off i was tired i'm exhausted now mm-hmm. and then she went even further to say at this point i just want something done i don't even you know she's she almost disconnected from it and i think a lot of people are feeling that way but specifically alonzo walks out and he tries to go to the was it the public defender? Is that who he presented? Yeah, the public defender. And the yeah. public defender has a caseload of what twenty eight people, twenty eight kids, and he's supposed only to have a 15. maximum of fifteen. Yeah, again, twenty eight cases. Another flaw in our our legal yeah. our judicial system. It's yeah, it yeah. is. It's unfortunate. And he says, you know, go get a private. Um, which are expensive. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Alonzo was saying it could be up to $50,000, $100,000. And he tries to sell his shop, and the best he can get is $50,000. Yeah. Yeah. He he might need double that to I'm wondering what the connection... He doesn't have an income. Right, you sell that, you're bottom lining. You have a fixed amount to live off of, and I don't think that's... But at that moment, like I said, I think he's just being a survivor, and he's trying to get his son out. I'm wondering what the connection is between... 
the guy. Oh, what's Raul. His name? Raul. Yes, Raul. Raul. Yes. And um, oh, the, the guy he sold his his, his, what, his, brother? his brother, the brother, or his brother, or brother, or his brother-in-law. Yeah, someone that because yeah. he said, "Do you want me to go talk to Raul?" I'm wondering what their connection is. And yeah. I think I that's know. going to be something that's going to okay expand it a little bit more. Also, but. Just a tough situation for both. Of them. You know, and I, and I hate to keep bringing up all the flaws in society, but again, Alonzo doesn't really come from money, doesn't really have much yeah. money. All that he has is his business, and for someone who is wealthy, a hundred thousand dollars is nothing. And so, if you can afford the best representation, you probably have the better chance of getting out of oh, prison yeah. and rehabbing. And so, it's it's cyclical. Right. And you know, it, I hate it for people like Tony who he might have a good heart, but if oh, your family, yeah. if your family doesn't have any money, you. It's you know, you might difficult. be SOL. Oh, totally. Yeah. And, and I, I remember being in school, like grade school, and hearing, like, learning about the judicial system. And, you know, our teacher saying, well, if you can't um, afford a lawyer, the government will fro- provide you one. Yeah. And being like, oh, cool. So, like, everybody <laughs> is equal. Great. Yeah. Free, no. great lawyer. No. That's good. No. If you're rich, you have a much better chance of getting off because you have the ability to hire a better lawyer. And and Alonzo is unfortunately seeing this firsthand and Tony as well. Like they're not wealthy and if they put all their money into a private attorney and it doesn't work. What and it doesn't work. Yeah. Even if it does Worst work, then thing. they have no yeah. still they, they have, have no, no money, money yeah. and they're just totally screwed over on all fronts. It's really eye opening. Yeah. And I think this is a great um Story that we're being told. Yeah, uh, I, didn't and even I think, think John about Ridley that. is doing a nice yeah. job really hitting all the elements mm-hmm. of these people's lives. Right. Well, and the reality of, yes, even right now he has his shop, but we saw, I mean, it's slow. Business mm-hmm. is slow yeah. because yeah. I would think because of the case. Even mm-hmm. though he said we have dedicated customers, and the guy said, listen, I don't want to hear about your past customers. I want to know reality. It's dead right now. Yeah. So what, what is that? So it's not going to be easy. I like also, like in reality, one person's you know choice or anything reflects and affects their entire family it and it ripples throughout and that's clearly yeah. what well, we're and, seeing and it was part of his tv interview as well right yeah yeah well, that's why he was illegals. he was like oh right. i'm in the legal mm-hmm. like he kind of made a job at him yeah man i mean it's so depressing yeah it really, <laughs> it really is this whole show it's so good Everyone's helping themselves, but also trying to help other people, especially when we look at Aaliyah and Carta. Carta. Oh my god, my Boston accent just came out real fast. So fast. But, you know, Aaliyah's sitting there, and Ruth walks into her office. Uh, mm-hmm. Shocking, first of all. Yeah, I know. Never I did I think that. these two people would be. Ruth is uh, Aubrey's mother, yes. if y'all don't know. Um, and she wants to talk to Carter. Now, immediately, what did you guys think? Let her, don't let her, good idea, bad idea. I initially thought bad idea. Like I didn't I didn't trust Ruth at first because I didn't know she was going to try to convince Carter to make a confession. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't I just didn't know how she might try to undermine him, but I really think and I, let me just this is my disclaimer. Each time we're introduced to a new character, I have this this fascinating romanticized hope in them that they're going to be <laughs> the good character. Yeah, <laughs> but when she went in and talked to Carter, I really felt like she was speaking not only as Aubrey's mother, but as a as a mother, like as a mother figure mm-hmm. for, to both yeah. of them. Yeah. Um, so my initial reaction was don't let her do it. Keep her away. But once she actually went in and talked and spoke with Carter, I thought that she made some very poignant statements that were oh, true. And, and she did a lot. I mean, stuff happened with Carter yeah. and Aubrey in this episode. And I think Ruth was the driving force of that. I do. Yeah. A lot of that. I love. I saw that. that coming. You did. I kind of did. Well, when, when I first saw her go in, I was like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that was kind of her last resort. Like, mm-hmm. and, and she's just seen her daughter just, 
all make all these horrible decisions, like she said. So, well, I guess when two people can find the common ground, and the common ground, they both don't want them together, so they wouldn't work yeah. together. And I, That's true. their back That's and weird. forth yeah. was yeah. Um, when Ruth said he's a, a oh, thief he's a, and an enabler, thief and an enabler, <laughs> yeah. and she said she's a drug dealer yeah. and a, and a right. liar. Oh, and yeah. I said, well, way to just call it out right yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, they're I honestly, very chill about that. They were like, <laughs> "You're a liar." I'm yeah. pretty yeah. torn on whether or not I think or where I stand on Carter and Aubrey's relationship because I'm the last person to have, to say or to take a strong point in saying these two people should not be together, and that is my decision to make because mm-hmm. I don't think it is. But also from an outside point of view, they aren't really helping each other in a positive way and they aren't really allowing themselves to be on positive track i mean maybe they will after this if this is all to blow by who knows right. so do do i kind of side with ruth mm. in, in, in getting this over with for both of them a little bit to be honest i mean i agree it's to a to a certain point right. like yeah you can't really tell someone who they should or should not be with but if two people are destroying each other which i think these two people are yeah yeah. yeah. And especially they're being brought to our living rooms every week, so we're going to have an opinion. Of right. course. Yeah. That's very true. And, you know, I, of course, okay, so Ruth put it very simply, very firmly, you guys don't need to be together because you guys are each other's catalyst for destruction. Mm-hmm. This is true. But I still keep going back to the to the point. I really think they genuinely do love each other. And, I, you know, I want to juxtapose that by saying people get married and, and are together with people in relationships all the time for the wrong reasons. It could be for convenience. It could be because I'm 50 years old. I want... You a last ditch effort at a baby. Like people get married all the time yeah. or are in relationships all the time for what we might consider the wrong reasons. Right. That doesn't mean that there isn't some level of love. So whether you love them because you're addicted to their personality or to their money or to their fame, it's still a certain level of love. So totally. I still I hold firmly in the belief that Carter and Aubrey love each other. On, on I do too. you know on on, in some, on some you know part of the spectrum right. they have a true adoration for each other. Should they be together? I vote, I vote no. <laughs> we, we, that's but, good. No, I'm happy to say yeah. that because we've discussed that in the past that they're so addicted to each yeah, other. They are, yes. And but, is that any different than love? I, I mean, I think it's love. You know what? I would probably agree with you. They care about each other just as much as two people that love. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, taking it back to another, to another Barb and Russ, or, you know, some another set of parents here. Finally, yeah. we, that scene, listen, I'm going to talk about everything else first, but that scene when, Russ went and talked to Barb. Mm, so sweet. Come on, and they her bonded. wall is coming down. Yeah. They A bonded, and and he left her sweet. with the line: mm. "Anything good in your sons is from you." In other words, yeah. don't kill yourself. Exactly. You know, and and, and you know what? Her, he is. I think he is saving her because Nancy yeah. had a good point. Nancy found out that Barb had purchased a gun, and. I never even thought, oh, maybe for suicide. Yeah. And she said, and Russ said she would never hurt, she would never kill anyone. She went in and she said, I don't think that. I'm not worried about it. Well, maybe people. herself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, because that never Nancy crossed my mind. knows firsthand. Yeah. This is an interesting part about that character because I think, in a way, she's a little underwritten just because, like, she sort of comes and goes and is so, yes. so and I'm always like what is your place are you <laughs> we're like what's her name again are they even friends and why is she yeah. with Nancy what you but up in here doing I also you know have never been in a position where I needed an ally like that mm-hmm. as much as Barb does so I whatever okay so but in tonight's episode it was great because she was like hey I've been there I tried to kill myself mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. But I'm not as strong as Barb. That's why I didn't kill myself. So I think it's a convincing argument. Barb I might, do too. if things don't go her way. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Matt, it was her everything. Or if she just gets fed up because she's putting her everything into yeah. it, you mm-hmm. know, and Can, her, 
And she even said, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. And it's only been four it's months. It's only been four that, months. Yeah. Was that not mind-blowing that when was. she said that? And I think that, again, is such a great eye-opener of seeing how much of a toll this takes on somebody. It trials. Four yeah. months. And she hasn't really had they time gone to anywhere. breathe. I thought to, about that also. Yeah. You know, she hasn't had time to just close up in her room and just cry her eyes out. She's yeah, had to, you know, fight the legal system or, you know, try to get justice for her son and just whatever. All these different, you know, goings on that have been happening. I haven't seen her have one second to just be a mother who no. lost her son. Yeah, what's she do? Like, have fun? No. <laughs> you know, like, no, what's she going to yeah. do? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right, you almost, and I feel like at moments like that, and I'm sure some of us have maybe had things like this, you almost feel wrong to have moments of happiness or mm. moments of joy, you and, and you feel guilty about that, because yeah. how could you possibly be, enjoy, yeah. you know, and I think there's a little bit of that going through, but also it's not making it easy when she has to always be reminded in the media and every day that she has to go to court, yeah. and now the judge has said, listen, I understand we all want to wrap this up really quickly, but I'm going to take my time in weighing the evidence because of how important mm-hmm. this is to the yeah. public yeah. and how much you know we need a correct decision made here. I thought it was really interesting that Mark wasn't present for the trial. Mm-hmm. I think he was just oh, checked yeah. out with his family. He is like so done. He wasn't even in this episode. He wasn't yeah. at all. I, I don't blame him. <laughs> I don't. Oh, no, I I feel like he needs to be there for his family. I, like, I don't, honestly. His family's nuts. I, I think that Russ, though, uh-huh. out of everyone, mm-hmm. I just have such a soft spot for him. I don't know why. I just think that he's trying, and mm-hmm. he's like, I've said it before, he's acknowledged his past, and he's trying to make amends for his past actions. Mm-hmm. And it's sad to me that Mark can't see that and can't I don't think even he begin to try. It's like he's not even trying, though, to... to, to re- Rebuild any type of relationship with his father. I think if I was in Mark's position, I would trust my dad after he rebuilt the house. Okay, and so to that point, hmm. as you watch the show, you know, you could see the painter's tape and all the different mm-hmm. construction projects he had, and I just thought that was a beautiful metaphor for totally. how he's rebuilding the house, yeah. he's rebuilding his yeah. life. Yeah, definitely. So and, artsy. And I'm just thinking... No, that's so true. That's a good point. You know, I again, we talked about second chances and when do you allow someone back into your life who's, you know, hurt you continuously. Mm-hmm. And I wish that Mark had been there because, yeah. you know, when you're, you're, you don't have forever with your family members, your loved ones. And this is such a pivotal point in this family's life. And you can't choose your family. You can't, you can't choose your family. You can't choose your parents. And he's really making a, a concerted effort to be a better person, not just a better father. Right. And I, I really do wish that Mark would be more um, empathetic. To I, that. Yeah. Here's my thing. I completely yeah. agree that Russ is trying to rebuild himself and he is showing signs that you can trust him and he is rebuilding himself. Mm-hmm. But in defense but. of Mark, listen, just because he is not in this zoo of a media craze thing that's happening... I don't think that means he does not support them or want to see things rebuilt. I think he's just not subjecting himself to the craziness that might be fueling the negative feelings towards his parents. Maybe just saying, let this go and we'll work on it after. Yeah, and it takes a lot more than a couple months to rebuild... And 20, what month did 30, he even come in there? Years yeah. of yeah. neglect from his father mm-hmm. and racism and just te- general terrible things from mm-hmm. his mother. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I it's it's I a slow process. And I do think rebuilding that house is going to prove that Russ can manage money, finances, mm-hmm. can be there for his family, can... Is supportive. M- yeah, metaphorically, you know, yeah. get through this process. And, and I, I think that... I don't think Russ will be left out to dry for much longer. No, hope not. Yeah, Please, I someone, someone give this man a job. Well, Please. you know what? No, I agree. Please. And I think that also the scene with him and Barbara is going to be... is gonna. I think she's going to be open to him. Because at this time, yeah. I think... She she needs somebody. When she was sitting there with Nancy and she was 
it almost seemed like she wanted to talk about the gun. Mm. She was calling out for help in a way that I, yeah. I would think. If you're sitting with someone and they keep saying, yeah, that's my gun. Yeah, you know, I know how to use that gun. You know, it wasn't like she was asking any of those questions. Yeah. yeah. So I take that as a little bit of a call to help. Okay. Um, one thing that we quickly passed over was the Gwen. I was just going to say. Were you going to say oh, Gwen? Yeah. Um, Gwen about was getting... You know what? That's a good point because I have found myself thinking... I'm surprised they didn't do more with this character. Yeah. She's kind of just... She, her, she, her name has a huge role, but her, her, she never really gave us or offered anything but, as... Yes. But wouldn't it be too easy? Like, if, because it she... could be. You know, because she was there. She was a part of the crime sure. scene. She, the crime was committed on her. So, I think it would be too easy if I she... I agree. If she was able to speak and say, yeah, guys, guess what happened to me this night? Carter did it or, it you know... It would turn into Law and Order you know? and... The, and just giving them the so facts. The, the and memory loss kind of helps. Yeah, it, it, I in agree, a way. Yeah, and it's realistic. I mean, she's really messed up. And, yeah. And that's probably, I, I, I don't know anything, but this is probably <laughs> common. It, it feels realistic. And also, I agree. Like, I, I know I keep saying this, but I don't think, I think the point is not who did it, who mm-hmm. didn't do it. And yeah, if Gwen had an answer, then okay. End of story. We right. wouldn't be able to yeah. see how everybody else in the world or in this world reacts based off of did he or didn't he. Well, also the fact of what her... Let's talk about the difference in reactions towards her parents when she's being released from the hospital. Her dad, did you see the face when she was being... When the nurse is helping her and her mom is helping her going to the wheelchair? Her dad was leaning up against the window... He couldn't even look. The look of disgust yeah. on his because face. Because of the past stuff. Remember, he read those police records? Yeah. You know, yeah, I think yes and no. And I also think, like he said, diapers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You, you know, understandably, that's tough for any... I couldn't imagine it. Mm-mm. You know, and she, like the mother, you know, it's like she was young. When she was younger yeah. and, you know, and the nurse saying, listen, you're going to have to help her in the bathroom. Let me show yeah. you how. And it was so routine for the nurse. Yeah. You know, it was really... And, and her mom was there to do that. And the father's yeah. having a little Tom bit of a tough time. Out, yeah. yeah, out to lunch. Well, Tom, Thomas had a difficult time accepting Gwen as the woman that he didn't raise. Exactly. You know? Yeah. When he found out that she was promiscuous and yeah. that maybe she was a drug addict. Now she's going to be in diapers for... An, you and know, she doesn't remember it. Yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't. And, yeah. So this is yeah. not this is not his little girl, and this this is what he's grappled with mm-hmm. the entire show. I, and I agree, that's natural. I mean, I, yeah. I I understand. Like, daddy's little girl is right getting around a little bit, and doing some drugs, yeah. and now came and wipe her own butt. Well, that's hard to deal with. That's true, and it corresponds <laughs> with what you always say about forgiveness. And mm-hmm. when is it time to forgive yes. somebody? You know, can you forgive someone if they can't even talk about it? If you can't even have that mm-hmm. conversation, how? Selfless does it have to be for you to come to terms without getting any external things and say, I'm going to look past it. I'm going to move on. I'm going to care 100% with my whole heart, avoiding all the past. That takes, I think, a selfless person to do, whatever the factual stuff would be. I almost kind of feel like it's what you have to do when someone close to you passes away. You know, like whether they if they pass away particularly from mm-hmm. something like maybe suicide or yeah. be, being reckless. You know, you just have to, you can't fight with them. You just have to Forgive whatever unfinished business you had or you had. So Tom better pretend that right. she's no longer here and just deal with it and wipe wipe her butt. Yeah, and be a father and step in. It is, it is his daughter at yeah, the end of the day. All right, you guys have any other last thoughts before we get into predictions? No. Let's do predictions. predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV. <gasps> Where do we go? Do we ever go dark? Oh, oh my god, I'm missing. Steve is giving us the royal prediction oh treatment. My god, Thank you. On. <laughs> All right, my prediction. Let's see. Let's hear it. I think that Aubrey's story is gonna. 
be correct. Snaps to you. Okay. I would agree. I want because I'm not sure. I'm part of me doesn't believe this, but I want to make a strong prediction because mm-hmm. I'm only thinking. Mm, I think the <laughs> either way, something might right. be either either way, too, right? yeah. So I think no. I think Aubrey's story is almost 100 percent accurate. Mm-hmm. I am going to steal your prediction mm. three-fourths of the way. I think that Aubrey's mm. prediction, I mean, Aubrey's, confe- Aubrey's confession is factual, but I think there, it's going to be so circumstantial that they won't be able to convict her. That's fair. Ooh, that's deep. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm going to go with something with Hector. Um, I think because of Aubrey's conviction, or confession, I'm sorry, uh, something's going to change with his situation mm. and whatever he oh, said because no. we didn't we didn't you know how it cut out yeah so yeah. something's gonna change so and so he might be screwed yeah. so I don't know I'm gonna say this listen going on the track record of what we've seen on this show we are not given what we want we are not given a happy ending <laughs> no and Mm-mm. at no. first I'm gonna say that Hector it's not gonna end well mm, he's going yeah. back in jail he's getting separated from his family yeah. that's that because you know what I think that's the majority and the reality. The reality is not that you get witness protection and everything ends up all happy-go-lucky. That's true. not it. I think Aubrey is telling the truth. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. That's done and done. Carter, I think he will walk. Even if it I think was he'll defense? Walk and be, yeah, I do. With yes, Aubrey? Yes, I do mm-hmm. think it, even if it was defense, because she entered their house. That's true. So I don't know how the rules oh, work, but that's what I think. I'm taking yeah. strong points like you. That's what I think. If okay, you guys cool. agree or disagree with any of our predictions, make sure to comment below or tweet at us. You can tweet at me, at Nicholas Grava, and where can they tweet at you guys? You can tweet and Instagram at me at Doug Ventures. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Erica Renee D. Hey guys, you can, or bye guys, I suppose. You can Instagram me, you can Facebook me, you can tweet at me. Dot at, com also. At, at also Johnny Mangs. Yeah, find Self marketing. Yeah, um, you can find me. I'll be at Gelson's tomorrow shopping for groceries. I'll be. Stop. Alright, you guys, thanks for watching. We'll see you guys next week. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. And Buzz, you later. I missed it. I was letting you have your mouth. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 